0: But well, dude, it, it, it is one of those things, you know, it, it, and while I don't hate the album, it's definitely the, probably the least favorite of mine, of, of his career in my personal opinion, you know, either that or I still hate osmosis. I know people liked Perry Mason and they like, you know, a couple of songs on there. Wasn't my Jekyll doesn't hide on that one. I think,
1: I think so. I, is, is that the one that, it, uh, up. What is it? Facing hell or whatever? No, that's on. That, um, was that osmo- osmosis or was that scream or something? No, I no, know. Down it's to earth. Scream. Down to earth. Down to earth. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, that song kicks ass. That's a good song. Yeah, that song rules.
0: Which makes you think that Ozzy can still do it on well, some well, level. And,
1: and that's and that's what I'm saying, is that you know there's a lot of these legacy acts putting out albums and mm-hmm. they're not. You know, you don't put them on par with like the classic stuff, but they're still really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, even, you know, I saw Jeff Tate the other night and like his recent stuff is not awesome, but you know, that trilogy wasn't bad. I mean, you could listen yeah. to it. The Ozzy stuff, you can't really listen to. It's the, just terrible. For how long? The newest, just the new album? Or. Cause... I didn't, well, I didn't like Black Rain. I, I thought Scream was terrible. You see, Black
0: Rain. I liked I Don't Want to Stop on Black Rain. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was catchy and cheeseball, but you know, it was a typical Ozzy song, I guess. But it's, I mean, it's so few and far between. Yeah. I'm looking at the track list right now. I don't want to stop. Was okay. Not going away was
1: okay. See, I wouldn't even be able to tell you what's on those records because I'm I listened once. Not
0: going away. That's
1: not. That's not going to help me. I, I don't know. <laughs>
0: this. This was good. Black label sound. <laughs>
1: yeah. What song is this? I Don't Want to Stop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but see, this is like, this is the exception, not the rule. I just want to hear it. But, I mean, why not do more of that? Yeah. Instead, he had to bring in, like, keyboards and, like, electronica shit. It's like, just make an Ozzy record, you know?
0: Yeah. It's definitely different than um, than this. <laughs> See, I don't hate that
1: song. I mean, it it'd be fine if it wasn't Ozzy. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing. Well what
0: would he call it? Ozzy and Elton? <laughs>
1: I don't know. But maybe that's what Toomey could call his, his podcast. <laughs> Ozzy and Elton? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just, I mean, he can't do it under, under any other moniker, obviously. Yeah, but, I mean,
0: that's the problem.
1: But, I mean. And he wants it, it not... to sell. So, here's the problem I
0: have with Ozzy. This.
2: them breathing on my telephone. I know I'm never alone.
0: I've been to places you should never go. Yeah, off. And then Post Malone comes in and sings.
1: Yeah, that's just shit. Jesus, that's just shit. Yeah, that look, I'm punk now. It's like just, just be Aussie. Yeah. I mean, like I said, these legacy acts. Like you're not going to get a record that's like the vintage stuff, obviously. But I mean, like stuff like I mean, Judas Priest. You get firepower, yeah, firepower, and that was cool, man. It's like okay, that's a good record. You know, Queensrÿche. I mean, they don't have Jeff Tate anymore, but their records have been really good. I mean, that new, the newest one, The Verdict, is awesome. Yeah, that's a really good album, dude.
0: You know what's sad? You you mentioned uh, Facing Hell. That song's 19 years old. Are you serious? 2001. Oh my god. Two thousand
1: one. It's that old already. Wow.
0: Nineteen. I like that album personally. I thought that was his last really strong, listenable record. I liked that. I liked Junky. I liked Black Illusion. There's a lot of good songs. Yeah, on
1: that, that that had some good tunes. You
0: know, Dreamer was okay for a ballady type of a deal.
1: Yeah, I'm a dreamer. You know, that's okay. It's a like Beatlesy or whatever. Yeah,
0: you know, and not not terrible. I'm gonna play
1: a little Facing Hell. That that's, that has such a fucking cool groove. That riff is That awesome.
0: starts with keyboards, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Just a sample, yeah. Always the squealy, man. Of course. The pitch harmonic. Great. Solid there Yeah I mean he can do that Just go to Zach Wilde And go hey I need an album Of old school shit I mean He did that for the Rockstar soundtrack They're like hey Write us some like 80s metal Yeah And Zach Wilde came out And wrote all these 80s metal too So he can do it You know what the problem is though Is all that shit's A quarter century ago Uh, Who cares Who says he can do it anymore Uh, Dude he can still do it (laughs) <laughs> it's it's a question of writing vocal parts. That's all it is. Now yeah. you, you write stuff you can sing. It's not difficult. Yeah. it's not like oh well, you got to play it in a certain key or this. Okay, play it in a certain key, and then he can sing over it. It's not you know, it, it's not like he has to hit these crazy high notes. Right. He just doesn't fucking have to. I mean, it's like Megadeth. Yeah. You know, Dave Mustaine's voice is shot, so instead of
0: Peace yeah, sales but who's buying? Yeah, he's always <laughs>
1: doing this now and doing the, 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 the. like you know he's not yeah. yeah he's not yeah like all the high crap he used to do. He's not. Yeah. But it still sounds exactly like Megadeth. He could play some guitar in our band.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. That's the cancer. Well, he could. He, he beat the cancer. He's yeah. out.
1: Yeah. We're kicking him out of the band. <laughs> Damn it, you're healthy again. You cannot be part of the handy capables. <laughs> yeah, get out of the capables, pal. <laughs> the capables. You're healthy. Right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like Ozzy just isn't Ozzy. And it's, I mean, how much fucking money do you need? It, yeah. It's embarrassing. Like like I was saying, like I, I listen to, you know... I was I was going back and forth on YouTube today, and I, I listened to Bark at the Moon live in like the mid-80s mm-hmm. and backed it up with something from like two years ago. Right. I mean, he's tuned down like four steps. Of course. And it, it, even then, it doesn't sound good. No. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it, I just don't understand the ego involved. Like I mean, well, it's it's got to be shared because does he really want to go out there and look like an ass all the time now? Well,
0: but when is the time to retire? When is the time to retire? Is it when you suck? But if you suck and the fans still come... Well, Ozzy will still put ten thousand asses in a in a room, any room he plays. Yeah. So should he really retire when there's ten thousand people that are willing
1: to see him suck? No. I mean I, and I, I totally understand that part of it. I mean I, I get it. Like make your money, but it's like it's like I mean, once you have all that money yeah. at some point do you do you want to tarnish your legacy by going out there and looking like a like But a, you're gonna an old die, code? you don't care. I, 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 I just couldn't do it. It's like if, I, if I'm out there and I'm obviously just horrible, yeah, well, I, I would be embarrassed. See,
0: here here's, I'll, I'll, I'll make the argument against, although I do agree with you, but I'm just devil's advocating here for a little bit. Okay. John Lennon recorded some absolute dog shit after the Beatles when he was doing some of that Yoko Ono plastic Ono band bullshit before he took a bullet right handy capable quality he could be the manager <laughs> right? because he took the ultimate sacrifice <laughs> yeah he did but um he put out some just shit and uh, everything other than double fantasy from john lennon solo was garbage now but shit his legacy not tarnished any well with, with time he was able to do shitty music and time made people forget that shitty music but, so
1: he's not tarnishing his legacy. But, his legacy's fine. But I think the difference is, is like, it, it's the difference between sucking and writing shitty music. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I mean, there's a lot of bands we see now where their new records are bad, mm-hmm. but we still love the band. Yeah. And it's not you know, it doesn't tarnish them. And what I'm talking about is like Ozzy going out there and just, you know, croaking like a frog, tuning to Q, mm-hmm. you know, can barely get around. And it, it's like it's he, he's like an absolute shell of what he used to be. It's it's like David Lee Roth. Yeah, but you know, it's like David Lee Roth a different kind of truth was a kick ass album, yeah. but he's god awful live. But- so I mean that, that it's a difference between sucking and, and writing bad, like like crappy but bad look music. At, but look at the honks.
0: Yeah, there's people like you and I and a lot of people. There's 20, 30% of the audience that's like, yeah, Roth blows goats Yeah, and just think he sucks. But look at the level of people that will make every excuse in the book to say that he doesn't. And there's no possible way they're hearing something different than we are. They just don't want to admit that their hero sucks balls now.
1: Yeah. People, people have a problem with that. It's, yeah. you know, I mean, it's like, like, I love Dream Theater. They're my mm-hmm. second favorite band. Yeah. And, you know, James Labrie has never been like a perfect singer live. Right, But, you know, he's, he's, he, was, he, was, he was good. You know, he was, he was cool. But the last couple times I've seen him... It's obvious his voice is starting to decline. Right, and I wouldn't lie. And go, oh, he's he's amazing. He's he's still got it. Like, no, he's on the decline a yeah. little bit. You know, it's like it, I don't. I don't think people understand. There's a big difference. You can still be like a super fan mm-hmm. and still admit that they're not what they once were, or yeah. that they sound like shit. I mean, yeah, for whatever reason, people
0: think that they have to worship their bands even when their bands stink. Yeah, you know, I I mean, dude. Not shitting on my friend Don Dockin, but he is not the guy he used to be. Right? You know his his vocals are are tough, tough to take. A lot of shows. just the truth. Right? You know, and and I love Don. I you know I I think of Don like a almost like a brother. Yeah. You know, I mean, but live show. Yeah, I'm watching John Levin. You yeah. Know? I'm doing <laughs> right. I'm doing you with Eddie Van Halen at a Dockett show. I'm watching John Levin play. Um, you know, he. But to to say that to If you go into and Facebook has made me imminently, is that the right word? Imminently aware. I don't think that's the right word. Whatever
1: the sentence we can. (laughs) I'm
0: I'm 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 very aware of how hardcore fans are with bands now, and they're all idiots. Oh yeah. The hardest core fan of any band is always an ass. Yeah. Always. You know, I'm in this one Facebook group with um, Judas Priest. Ripper invited me to join it. Okay. And the group is just supposed to be. Now, Ripper, I think, started the group. Okay. So it's. But it's not KK's priest group. Okay. It's a Judas Priest discussion
1: group. I've been a few Van Halen ones like that.
0: Every asshole known to man is in there talking about how Ripper sucks and he never did anything good and. You know, the only good albums are are anything with with Rob and Nostradamus is King, and they never recorded a bad album. rock Rocka' roll is every bit as good as Defenders of the Faith. And you know, I mean, it, it's outrageous the stuff that I read, yep. and and then they go to the upteenth level of, you know, mullets were bad, but Rob Halford knew how to rock a mullet. <laughs> I mean they go to that level of absurdity yep. to to say that their band is good. And you know, I mean I do social media for a couple of bands. And for even for those bands, the people that are the the daily posters on their on their their social media are like, these guys are the best there's ever been. There's never been a better band, ever. Yeah. And in my mind I'm like they were a mid-card act for five minutes in 1980 to, or 76 to 80, you know, for four years. Yeah. And they were never 20,000 seats. They were never U2. They were never Bruce Springsteen. They were never Metallica. They were always, you know... At their peak, five thousand seater, maybe opening for the openers. Of yeah, Bruce opening Springs for the Metallica. who. Yeah, opening for the who or something. <laughs> opening yeah. for Journey. Yeah, you know they were never they were never that level, and it's like, it's like how can you say these things? You know, you're not being disloyal. At least in my head, you're not being disloyal if you say, "I really like these guys." You know, like I'll point to a band in particular for me that i think makes sense one of my favorite bands of all time is the band love hate jizzy pearls band yeah i love that band i have the first time i met jizzy i came to him with 11 album or cd jackets (laughs) and he looked at me and he didn't even know there was that many (laughs) and he's in the fucking band on every one of them right and he literally said i thought we only had like four records he didn't even remember doing the records that's how long ago that's you know the the drugs and alcohol and everything else yeah. of the time now as much as i love that band i would never in a million years say you know what the best band of the 80s was love hate no it wasn't truth be told the biggest band of the 80s was one that i don't especially love motley crew motley Crue was the biggest band of that time period right there was motley Crue, then there was everybody else yep you know and that's just the way it was doesn't matter if you like them or not that's the truth yeah this worship that people do for their favorite band is always
1: unjustified always because they they pretend like they're the biggest band in the world and they're just not well i mean i you know i mean you know me with van halen and dream theater i'm i'm a huge honk for those bands, but I think you would admit that I'm, I'm at least realistic about it. We didn't go to, you know, Wisconsin to see that Van Halen show with Dokken and all that. And yeah. I, I didn't tell you, where are you going? David Lee Roth is on his A-game. Like It's like, <laughs> no. no, he's fucking terrible. No. You know, it's... You could be honest and still be a fan. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, I, I think I told you, I was in one of those Van Halen discussion groups, and this guy was in there saying that Dave and Eddie are best friends. <laughs> and I'm like... Are you fucking high? They yeah. were never, ever best friends. No. You don't know what you're talking about. Ha ha. And he posts one picture of them on stage looking at each other and laughing from like their most yeah. recent tour. I'm like, dude, I was backstage in 2013. They have separate buses. Yeah, They have separate dressing rooms. They even have separate, separate shitters. shitters. Right. <laughs> oh, that doesn't. And I posted the picture. She goes, ha ha. You think that proves something? You're such an idiot. I'm like. Okay. Why do you want this to be true so yeah. badly? Okay, fan. Yeah, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? I'm like, and especially, and it's like, and I, I don't want to be that guy, but it's like, you know me. Like, if I'm into this shit, like, I do the research, like, I know all the trivia and I right. know all the facts and everything. So it's like, don't, don't come at me about one of these bands and and tell me that I don't know something. Cause right, pretty much I know it. Mm-hmm. So I, but I don't go do that in public. It looks like douchey. And and this guy just wouldn't let it go. Of course not. I'm like, dude, everybody knows they can't fucking stand each other. Right. I even posted an article. It's like, it, it was like a week old. David Lee Roth going, Eddie Van Halen and I have never, ever been friends. <laughs> and the guy still wouldn't come off the fact that they're best fucking right. friends. Of course not. I'm well, like, dude. And at that point I just had to drop out because I can't handle stupidity on that level. Well, dude, it's it's just like the,
0: the Dockin is out, you know, right now playing these shows with, with Lynch, with Lynch Mob. Yeah. And there's a photo of there's a couple of photos of Don looking over at George and going, yeah, he's you know he's jamming over yeah. there. It doesn't mean Don loves George. Yeah, it certainly not mean George loves Don. It just means they're getting along to do
1: their gig a- on stage. Even yeah, I mean, and that could be the only place. I mean, that's the thing that people don't understand. Like, you know, and again, I'm not a, I'm not a national band, but I've I've played for 26 years. I know. That when you have a problem with somebody, when you're on stage, if you hear a cool note or they just, even if you hate them, you still turn out you're like, yeah, that's fucking cool, man. You have that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't mean that all water is now under right. the bridge and everything's all mm-hmm. hunky dory. It's, well, it's, it's stage juice.
0: I will guarantee you I will be backstage at the and show when they come to the MGM here in a few months, whenever that show is. Right. You know i will I would be willing to bet my house right at this minute that when I go backstage, I won't see Don and George sitting next to each other cracking jokes, yeah, not gonna happen, yep, they're gonna be in two different rooms, not paying attention to each other, they pay attention to each other, probably for sound check, maybe, yeah, and for sure for the three four songs that George comes out and plays at the end of the night,
1: yep. And that's it. I mean, why do you think people do that? Do you think it's just like they don't... Do you think it ruins their enjoyment if they actually find out the reality of the situation that these guys actually are human beings and yeah, I do know, think they, that. Don't, they don't get along? They're not like, yeah. you know, buddy-buddy all the time. I mean, I, I I always wonder that because I know... I, I think they need the fantasy. Like it ruins the mystique if if they're human, I guess. Yeah, I mean... I, I do think that they just need the fantasy.
0: They need the fantasy of... You know, they're my favorites, and they love each other, and, you know, when they're not on stage, they go to the mall together. Yeah, right. (laughs) And the reality is, a lot of times, the bands don't even live in the same state.
1: Yeah. You know? Especially now that, you know, recording is all digital, and people just email shit back and forth, and everyone's got a home studio, because it's cheaper than, you know, doing a record the old school way. I mean, you -hmm. know, I mean... You don't have to live in the same state and same yeah. city, whatever. It's, you know, I just, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I just don't understand it.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I don't get what, the, what the appeal is. But hey, whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know. like, like you said, maybe it's just they have to have that fantasy that everything's great. and Maybe it'll ruin their, ruin their enjoyment of it if they mm. find out these guys like hate each other and stuff like yeah. that. You know.
0: Well, and, and I mean, you've been backstage at, at shows enough to see. Most of the time, the guys they get backstage and they go their own direction. Yeah. You know, each guy in the band, even bands that are tight, you know, when they're backstage, they go in their own direction. You know, I mean, we hung out. When we when we went to to um, Wisconsin and yep. we were in the trailer with, with Dockin, all four guys were in the trailer because it yeah. was 900 degrees outside, so yeah, well, it was air conditioned. Yeah. But all four guys were in the trailer and we all ended up splintered with different guys, yeah. Like you and Steph were with Don. Yep. I was with Sean McNabb talking Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> yeah. And John Levin was with Neely. Yeah. You know, we were all in different in different places. You know, hanging out. We weren't. We they weren't all just sitting in a room at a table, and then we all sat down at the same thing. I guess we did that later, but yeah. you know, you know, but. It, it's just not the way it is. It's no. not how
1: bands are. They don't hang out. The only band I ever hung out with backstage that was actually like that, like they actually liked each other and hung out and bullshitted and everything, yeah. was uh, Seven Dust. Yeah, I mean they and they were. They, I mean they were all five in the room. They were all bullshitting with each other, making rounds, talking to people, making mm-hmm. conversations with each other. And that was that was really the only one. And I've met, you know, I mean the the Dream Theater guys are really cool with each other. I met them and they were yeah. they're tight, but.
0: I'm not saying they're not tight, but people forget it's a job. Yeah, you know how many times how many times a week do you go home with your fucking buddies from work and fucking hang out with them? Yeah, you know you do your shit, you go home. Yeah, you go and forget that they exist until tomorrow at eight o'clock when when they show back up in your face and say, "Hey, how was your evening? <laughs> yeah, right. what you watch on TV? Yeah. Oh, you watch that? Me too. Yep. Let's talk about that for. Me. Oh no, let's get to work. Yeah, you know that's that that's the extent of it. You don't fucking you don't finish the work day and every single day, hey, let's hit the bar. <laughs> hey, over there in the cubicle, let's go. Yep. We're leaving. Yep. Everybody get on the bus. We're leaving to go to the bar. Yeah, it's not how it works. Everybody fucking gets in their car and yeah.
1: goes all over the place. I just think that maybe the average person just doesn't have like that much or any knowledge of how the music business actually works and how things mm-hmm. actually are behind the scenes. You know, they don't know the stuff that you and I, especially you. I mean, but, you know, they don't know the stuff that you and I know yeah. to, to have, you know, know how bands actually interact and what's actually going on behind the scenes. And yeah. that being on tour when, you know, people bitch about what a slog it is, that it, it really is a well, slog. I they mean,
0: forget that it's a job. Yeah.
1: And it is a job and it's a
0: hard job. I mean, it's a job where you, you, you know, think about it. Think of it and this is what I always tell people when they say, Oh, it must be great to be in a band or whatever. I would never do that job. Just thinking about I would. <laughs> you would for a minute, but you'd probably hate it. You like being home. I do
1: like being home, but you
0: like being home way too much. Dude, if you were thirty years of being on a bus, you would fucking hate yourself.
1: Well, but here's the here's the difference. You you would have already died of of exploded liver. Oh, I'd be I'd be that guy that was a fucking mess that got drowned got- in a pool. <laughs> Look, there's the handy capables in the chat room. there they are nice there we go i'll put that on gab did you you, (laughs) look (laughs) mick mars (laughs) i I know did you see the keyboard players who's the key who is that james tim james nice (laughs) oh my god that's awesome yeah no i mean i I, yeah i'd be one of those guys that was like a drunken mess and then you know it got clean but i you know i think and i was thinking about this the other day i i think it's different like for example, let's say let's say I had worked a day job for like five or ten years, and then mm-hmm. got signed and went on the bus. I would have a frame of reference to where when it got shitty, I could actually say, "Oh well, you know, it's better than sitting in a cubicle all day." It's you know, I, yeah. I could be doing that. But these are guys, a lot of them, that started doing this when they were. I mean, they never worked a job, so the, all, the only job they've ever had is sitting on a bus. So to them, yeah. that's stressful. That's you know, whereas you know, I would have I would have more perspective. Yeah, you know, so.
0: I guess, but it's still it's just a it's a hard life, man. Yeah. You know, I mean I I did a for about a year, right before I started Aiken IT, I, I did a job where um I was flying a lot and I was going back and forth to Texas pretty much every single week. Right. I would Monday through Thursday I was in Texas, then I would fly home for the weekend, that I would be back out on a plane Monday morning back to Texas. Okay. For about a year. I could not have been more miserable. I fucking hated it. I hate You know what? The first time I got to each city, it was fucking fantastic. First time I went to Houston. First time I went to Dallas. First time I went to Austin. I was like, this is fucking great. I'm going to go to. And of course, me being me. Every time it was the same thing. Find the strip club because I want to see. Th- I want to see if this city's strippers look different than my city's strippers. Right. That was always my thing. I would go to the strip club, and of course, I was such a sick fuck. I'm eating dinner at the strip club. Because nothing says nothing <laughs> says nothing says healthy than more than eating a fish sandwich at a fucking strip club. Of course, you know, fish on fish. I guess
1: <laughs> roast beef on roast beef. Yeah,
0: exactly. But it, but I, I would go to the strip club. And then, I, you know, I, I would venture around a little bit, but I was there Monday through Thursday, so it wasn't, you know, all the good shit happens on the weekend. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would go and catch maybe a concert here or there or something if it was sort of close and I could figure out how to get there or whatnot, and it was yeah. on a Tuesday or something. But for the most part, it was go to the job, drive to the place where I was a foreigner and I didn't know anybody, do my job with nobody speaking to me because that nobody knew me. Yeah. Go back to the room, sit in the room, repeat tomorrow. Yeah. That was the job. Well, that's that's life on the road. Life on the road is go to a new city. You don't know anybody. You get a couple of people that will just be like, oh, and they say the same dumb shit to you every single time. Dude, I loved it when you guys played the fill in the yeah. blank. <laughs> fill in the blank. You know, dude, I've been listening to for the last 30 years and it's always gives me this or I survived cancer because I played this song every single day when I was going through treatment and I credit you nothing against any of those stories but everybody gives it to them in every fucking city to where they hate it they don't want to talk that's why they don't want to talk to fans that's why they want to make you pay 500 fucking bucks 'Cause if they gotta suffer through these goddamn stories, they might as well get paid. And that's just the truth of it.
1: Well, they also need the money now well, because they do sales, it. it's 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 replaced album sales. It,
0: it has, but but the truth is is most of them, even the money isn't always enough. That's why when Tommy Lee said he wouldn't do meet and greets with Motley on that one tour and they were charging like ridiculous amounts yeah, of money you know, that's why because he just didn't want to fucking hear about it yeah he didn't want to hear you know i i mean part of it was he thought that it was really lacking of integrity and i'll give tommy that credit even though he's a douche nozzle if there ever was one yeah but there was that but there was a big part of it with tommy that he didn't want to hear about pamela anderson anymore because it's been 25 30 years since the fucking porno tape he didn't want to hear about the porno tape anymore he didn't want to hear about get naked anymore. He didn't want to hear people tell him about how much they really loved Methods of Mayhem and he should do more of that. When clearly no one loved Methods of Mayhem, yeah, you know, he just didn't want to hear that shit. He did not want to hear that stuff. And and you know, I see it with with bands all the time, man. You know, when when Dokken was here last, we hung. Me and Kelly and Kelly's friends hung out with with Dockin. And we had to wait outside for a while. We could have probably, I probably could have got us back, but I didn't want to cut in front of the line and you know, I didn't want to be that guy. I didn't yeah. want to be a dick. So I, we just kind of stood in line and we're standing there in line and everybody in front of us was doing that same bullshit, talking to everybody in line while they're waiting for the band. And they're, oh, how long have you been a fan? Oh, I saw him back when they opened for Twisted Sister in 1984 at the Coliseum, man. I'm I'm way bigger fan than you. You didn't see him till 92. You know, it's you know, it's it's that horse shit. Then there's the next guy in the list or in the row. He has 43 albums that have been signed by everybody that's ever been in Dokken yeah. except the one guy that's in the room and he's like, oh, I got to get this signed because, yeah, you know, right. you know, I got to get this one signed." Then as they come out, there's a, there's the next guy. I, I've seen this so many times, it's annoying. Next guy is guy that meets the band and pretends like he knows the band. Oh, so yeah, yeah. There's that guy. That guy that always like, Don, hey, buddy, how you been, man? It's been two years since I saw you last. And it's like, Don, don't remember this guy. Yeah. You're just guy. You're just dumb guy that fucking spent $35 for a ticket. That's who you are. Yeah. Then there's guy that has the homemade T-shirt. There's always that guy at the yes, show, Uh huh. you know, the guy that, that says, Dawkins still rocking 2020 tour. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's made by iron on patch shit. You know, there's always that guy at yep. the show. Always. These are every show, every single show. These are those same people. Yep. Now imagine 35 years of dealing with those same fucking people in every city you go.
1: I, I, I get it. <laughs> I get it, but it is, I mean, they're making a shitload of money. Just They're making a
0: lot of money, but, but at the same time, dude, if, if I told you that I would pay you $20,000 a night to put up with assholes, eventually
1: you'd say, you know what, it ain't worth it anymore. Well, that goes back to you know with Ozzy, like how, how much how much money do you need? Yeah. I mean, eventually, if you've got enough money where you could say no to it, then yeah. why are you doing it?
0: I, I, and that's that's exactly it. But you know, it, it's a weird thing because people keep saying that bands, you know, once a band sucks live, they should retire. That's kind of the universal talk when they yeah. sound like. David Coverdale sounds now, yeah. when they sound like Don sounds on a lot of these videos that we see now, when they sound like Stephen Piercy at a lot of these shows now, you know, when they sound like, who else stinks now? David Lee Roth.
1: David Lee Roth, yeah.
0: You know, when they sound like that, but people still really want to go see them, you know, it's no secret that all those guys that I just named are not very good live anymore. It's not It's not like people are going and going, wow, what happened? Vince Neil. Everybody knows Vince Neil sucks a bag of dicks live. Yeah. And they're doing a sold-out fucking stadium tour.
1: I I have friends at work that wanted my my pre-sale code for that show because they've never seen those bands. And I I said, I'm just just telling you right now, just get prepared that Poison's going to be the best band on that bill. Yeah. They're like, really? I'm like, they're better than Def Leppard and Motley? I'm like, yeah, because Brett Michaels still sounds like Brett Michaels. Yeah. Those guys still sound like Vintage Poison.
0: Yeah. Well, and
1: because none of those songs are hard to sing. <laughs> well, you know what, dude? But that's another thing. I mean, it's like... <laughs> These guys write these goddamn vocal... Par- I mean, that's a whole oh, other yeah. discussion. It's, you know, the, the stuff that they did and they don't... In the 80s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Steven... I mean, Stephen Piercy in his book is an example. He flat out said he didn't give a shit about taking care of his voice. Right. He's like, what the fuck do I care? And that's the thing. These guys that are taking the money when they suck, mm-hmm. like you said, they're getting paid for it. So they're like, what do I care? And they've mm-hmm. got the ego to where they're like, people love me, fuck you. Yeah. So...
0: And they can make a lot of money doing it. That's the thing is, you know, if if it's a band... If it's if it's a band that goes out and sells 13 tickets retire. Yeah. Just stop. You know, if you're the the last remnants of uh God, let me think of a band that just of The Beautiful Creatures. Okay. Who never were very successful anyway. And now 20 years past when they were on OzFest, nobody's going to remember them. Nobody but Chris Aiken's going to remember that they had two albums. No one remembers that. Yeah. Nobody probably listening to this to this podca- or podcast or, or show right now has listened to a Beautiful Creatures record in the last 12 calendar months. Not a single person has. Yeah. <laughs> so for them to get back together for the big reunion tour is dumb would be dumb but a band like you 2 who really has not made a good album in 35 years I mean most people, or maybe a little sooner than that, but most people checked out with them on what the Joshua Tree or yeah, or the what was the one after it with the lemon.
1: I I hate you too, so I'm I know the, jo- I know the Joshua Tree record. Yeah, the, I know of it, and then other than that, I the one no. with
0: the one with um, she moves in mysterious ways. That was a pretty good album,
1: whatever that's called. Beats the shit out of me,
0: you know. Whatever that was called, that's probably it. That's probably nineteen ninety ish. So that's 90, 2000, 2010, 2000, That's 30, 30 fucking year. years. Yeah. So 30 years have gone by since they did anything relevant. That being said, you too can go out tomorrow and just say, well, we're going to play all stadiums all summer, yeah. and we're going to pull 2.5 million a show. Yeah. And they'll get it. Pearl Jam. I'm a Pearl Jam fan, but I'm a realist Pearl Jam fan. Everything past the third record is just hardcore Pearl Jam fans.
1: My cousin's N- one of them, yeah.
0: Nobody gives a shit about Yield. Nobody gives a shit about Binaural. Nobody gives a shit about Riot Act. No one cares about those records. Yeah. They care about 10 verses and um, whatever the third one is called, the one with um
1: Last Something. Another band I hate, yeah. so I wouldn't know. <laughs> well,
0: they, they, had, they had three. Th- they, the third one had, This is not for you, was the big hit. Wouldn't know. But, but after that, Everything else was like for like those hippie, groupie fans. Yeah. But they're another band. They announce a gig. It's at Wrigley Field. It's not at Nautica Stage. Yep. It's not at the Flying Machine. You know, it's the at
1: flying <laughs> the machine, Flying God Machine.
0: Goddamn. <laughs> they, they're playing. They're not even playing the, the Q or the Fieldhouse or whatever the fuck we call it now. The RMF. Rock,
1: Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. The yes. RMF.
0: You know, they're not even playing that. That's too small for them. And they haven't done a legit... They have not had a legitimate hit, I don't even think, in 35 years. Yeah. You know, there's certain bands that are like that. Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails hasn't had a hit in fucking forever. But they'll still sell out any any room they decide to play. Yeah. There are... Springsteen, another one. Springsteen hasn't had a had a... Ugh. I know you hate him, but Springsteen hasn't yeah. had a discernible hit since since nine eleven because he did have a couple of songs when he wrote that nine eleven album, The Rising, which to me is his best album. But that's a whole other discussion. You can have it, you, you know. But I mean, but I mean, ultimately, with Springsteen, his last album that most people bought, Born in the USA, yeah, that's eighty five. That's forty fucking years ago, thirty years ago, thirty five years ago. God damn. You know, and, and he hasn't done shit since, but again, stadiums. Metallica. Metallica could probably do a stadium tour. I mean, they they sold out that fucking I
1: mean, they're doing it now. Well, they sold out the, the field house in fucking like five hours. Well they I mean when they opened the tour, they were playing M and T Bank Stadium in, yeah. in, in Baltimore.
0: Yeah. And they're doing they were supposed to be doing it until James's um Sobriety weekends got in the way of Sonic Temple. Sonic Temple holds what 50,000 people, 40,000?
1: Uh, it's a little smaller than that. Is it soccer stadium? I yeah. think it's like, yeah, it's like 30 maybe, 20 or 30.
0: Yeah. yeah, but I mean, big bands have played there. Guns and Roses, another band that can do stadiums at will and have been for three and a half years yeah. now. That's what I'm saying. There are bands that Guns and Roses is a great example.
1: Guns and Roses hasn't done music, period. Well, use the Use Your Illusion records in '91 were the last things that anybody gives a shit about. Yeah, I mean, no one cares about Chinese democracy and you know the Spaghetti Incident. Those are the only two albums they've done since yeah, then, since '91.
0: Yeah, since '90, yeah. yeah, and that's thirty fucking years ago. <laughs> yeah, you know, so they haven't done shit. And and ultimately, they they milked three records more than anybody in history. Yeah,
1: that that is amazing.
0: They they had three record. Now, let's be honest, one of those three is an absolutely perfect record.
1: Oh yeah, Appetite.
0: Appetite is per- no I was going to say Use 2.
1: No. <laughs> hey, I, you, we got into this. I, yeah. I think Use Your Illusion 2 is way better than 1. I so. I like Use 1.
0: I but you know what? There I like both. I I really don't hear that that much of a difference between 1 oh, and 2. I there's do. a you know, I I mean, for every coma there's an estranged, for every yesterdays there's a, you know, dead horse or whatever. You know, I I mean there's they're similar records I guess you know I, I don't think that I know we don't agree on which one is better or worse but for me personally there's not a wide wide super wide difference it's not like I listen to Use Your Illusion one and then I listen to two and I get three songs in and I'm like oh fuck fuck this yesterday shit this yeah. is garbage
1: you know I, it's Use Your Illusion One has all the skippable tracks to me. Like what, Poison Apples? Yeah, I don't. I don't know a lot of them because I just listen to them. Like, yeah, I'll go for number two.
0: Yeah, I like it. I. I mean, I'm. I like Right Next Door to Hell. You know that that that's a badass song. Uh, Double Talk and Jive, although I wish they would have finished it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's my only bitch about Double Talk and Jive is that it's it's two minutes and they just faded out like they just ran out of ideas. Yeah.
1: Ah, we're done here <laughs> <laughs> they're going to dig the coke or heroin or whatever it was out of the refrigerator right. that they had
0: well but the thing is too is that when you hear it live it's like 10 minutes long yeah when you hear it live they actually play a long song yeah you hear it on the record it's what a minute and a half two it's minutes short, yeah you know it's this short-ass tune but but you know while i do like one better than two i would say that it's not by a it's not one of those levels like it's not like the spaghetti incident that I just won't listen to.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, yeah. it's just a, it's just a cover record. Yeah, and then and then you know Chinese democracy is just it's has its moments. Yeah. But there's there's like a couple songs yeah. that sound like guns and then a bunch of trash.
0: Yeah, I like the ballads on that, and that's about it. I hated Shackler's Revenge. Better Better was a cool. Better theme. was
1: cool. Um, there was a
0: time was cool. Twat that was cool. <laughs> You know, yeah. that's what it is. It's twat. Oh, there I was know. a time. You know, the, the ballads were, were cool. The fast tunes didn't sound like Guns and Roses at all.
1: Well, you got to have Slash in there writing it for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing.
0: Yeah. Instead of, um, who was it?
1: Buckethead. Well, it was... It was Bucket. Was, Buck? he, was he the one that was writing on the record, though? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Or was it that... Ro- was it Robin? Somewhere? Robin Fink from yeah. Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. It's, so you can't... I'm sorry, I mean there we go with that ego again. Like mm-hmm. Axe Rose like I'm Guns and Roses, like yeah, except for you didn't write the songs, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's like it's like people that say that David Lee Roth was Van Halen back then. Uh no, Eddie Van Halen was yeah. fuck nut. Like he wrote all the songs. Whoever oh. writes the songs, that's where the sound comes from. Yeah.
0: Well and, and you know, the ones that we're naming you can almost point to every one of them and say, "Well, yeah, that kind of sounds like this from the other stuff." Yeah. You no, know, there was a time it sounds just like fucking yesterday's. Yeah. It's the same, same tempo, same beat, same you know, same basic song pattern. Yeah. You know, they just took that and said, "Okay, we're, we'll make it an extra minute long, and we'll call it something different." Right. We'll, we'll make it a dirty name, so yeah. it's edgy and raw. <laughs> yeah. Remember old guns when it was all edgy? <laughs> yeah. Remember 1 in a million? Well, now we're going to do twat, baby. <laughs> 2 in a million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, we've rambled on forever.
1: Yeah. Look at this, an hour and a half.
0: We're good at that. Yeah.
1: Well, this is like a, this is like a Neely show. Jesus or or one of my drives home from uh from Lima. Well, yeah,
0: we definitely get into those and do like 3 minutes of just <laughs> rambling about nothing, but <laughs> Uh, all right, right, let's since we started with Ozzy, let's play his guitar player. Let's get some Zach Wild in here. You nice. picked this. Hell, yeah. So let's play some You Must Be Blind, that, of course, from Mafia. Yep. So let's do it right now. It is Black Label Society with You Must Be Blind exclusively here.
1: On your classic metal show.